Welcome to the 2B1 Life Epic Journey Podcast. I'm Sonny Zentmeyer and along with my amazing bride, Cindy, we believe that God has created marriage for an epic and heroic journey. Every great adventure and expedition has a desire for victory, a strategic plan, and guides along the way. Everyone wants a marriage that wins. And we want to encourage you to live different, to love different, and to finish strong as we follow God's plan for oneness through the wilderness here on earth. We're so grateful you're here, and we believe that God will prompt you to discover His plan for your marriage as you live out your adventures together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Epic Journey Podcast. And this week, our topic is stepping out of the boat. So we're going to be continuing our discussion somewhat from last week about taking our faith to the next level. Our discussion is based off two back-to-back miracles that the disciples were invited into and what happened in the process to help them grow their faith. We'll be talking about the feeding of the 5,000 and Peter stepping out of the boat to walk on water. Yeah, these are such great stories. And they, they really have a lot to teach us about thinking different and taking risks. So, real quick, do you think Peter climbed gingerly out, or do you think he jumped out? <laughs> I think out? he jumped in. <laughs> I think he did a, a, a cannonball out of the uh, boat. <laughs> that would have hurt, so he would have had to land on his feet, but yeah. Okay, so hey, let's start off with prayer. And Lord, we just thank you for inviting us in to this podcast, Lord. We just, we just thank you for those that are listening right now. Lord, we just ask that uh, you would, uh, that what we'll do right now is that we just want to release the Holy Spirit into this time, whenever it might be, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity. We thank you for guiding us. We thank you for loving us and never giving up on us. And thank you for stretching our faith. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Yeah, so let's, the, the story takes place in several accounts in the Bible, but we're going to be talking or looking at uh, the one that took place in Matthew chapter 14. So at this point, the disciples have been traveling with Christ, their followers, and they've been developing their relationship with Christ and who he is. He's teaching them as well as others and revealing more and more about himself to them, revealing his character to them. He's a healer. He's a teacher. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. He's the Messiah, and mm. he's the Son of God. Yeah. He is this, He's discipling, discipling them so that they will be able to continue their ministry once he's gone. So part of his purpose and mission is to help them grow their faith to be able to fulfill their calling. Yeah, that's big time. Right? right? He yeah. knows the time is coming where he's not going to be around. Right. And they need to be strong and they need to have their faith expanded. Yeah. So let's jump in and read about Peter walking on the water. Ah, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> and the feeding of the 5,000 and the disciples' role and how Christ was, gonna, was helping them to grow their faith. Yeah. So... Here we are, we're in Matthew 14. As as we're coming into this chapter, John the Baptist has been beheaded. Jesus withdrew and went to be alone. The crowds followed and he had compassion on them and healed the sick. I mean, just think about that for a second. He's really grieving. This was Mm -hmm. his cousin. Right. You know, he's just been beheaded. He's gotten the news. He's kind of withdrawn, but yet 
The crowds still come and he has compassion upon them. Mm. So he allows his life to be interrupted to do the work that God is calling him to do. So then evening comes and the disciples tell Jesus to send the crowds away because, hey, they need to go to the nearby villages and buy food for themselves. And then Jesus says this. This is Matthew 14, 16. They don't need to go away, Jesus said. You give them something to eat. Oh, my gosh. Mind blown. Right? Right? I'm sure they were thinking, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) We don't have any food to give them. There's 5,000 or more people here. Jesus challenges them to think different. Yeah. He wants them to see beyond the circumstances and participate in the supernatural. He's challenging their faith through a new mindset. An unlimited mindset, a mindset of possibilities. Oh, that's so good. It's so neat to to just take these scriptures apart and and just look into them deeper and see those kind of things, you know. But so when Jesus tells them, you give them something to eat, (laughs) then they say, "Uh, but, but, right? right? But there's that word that we can all be so quick to say, right? Mm -hmm. But God. All the limiting reasons why not when we're called to take a risk and step out in faith, we come up with all these buts, you know, but, but God, I'm not good enough, but God, my, my spouse doesn't deserve my forgiveness, but, but God, he, he or she's being selfish, but, but God, I'm afraid of speaking in public, but, but God, I'm uncomfortable around homeless people, uh, but, but God, they're going to think I'm weird if, if I tell them that, or I invite them to do something, go to church, right? But, but God, I don't want to tithe because we don't have enough money, but God, I'm not good at encouraging others, but God, you don't understand. I'm to this. He's to that, right? We have an endless number of buts. We do. That we can come up with. And here's the disciples and the disciples said, but we only have five loaves and two fish here. Yeah. Wow. So Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, and he looked to heaven. He blessed them and gave them to the disciples, and they gave them to the crowds. God was at work here. God was in, the, in relationship with them, a personal loving relationship, and revealing his character to them, to the disciples and to the people, caring for them and providing for their needs. And then... He invites the disciples to participate in the supernatural through belief and faith and actions. Mm. And the results, the result was that they had even more than enough, even leftovers. Mm. He, wants, he wants you to start with what you have. And through faith, because of your belief, God will give you more than enough. That's so cool. More than enough. Mm-hmm. He's going to give us more than enough. Sometimes we want to put off making changes in our own marriage until things are different, until the time is right, or until this, or until that happens. But when God invites you into what he's doing, he wants you to start now and with, and with wherever you are, and with whatever you have. Yeah, this is the crisis of belief because he's asking you to make your decision based on faith, not on what the circumstances look mm. like and not on doubt and fear. If you're coming up against something that like you're making a decision and it's based on doubt and fear, 
I would challenge Ooh, that. Yes. Take that to prayer, to a mentor, to your pastor, a trusted advisor, and get some wise counsel to help you because you're in a crisis of belief. And sometimes you just need God to speak through others to help you with your decision and to stand in the gap for you when your faith is really struggling. Yeah, right. You can borrow someone else's faith to help you take those first steps. Look, we're human. We're going to fall short, and we're going to get wet like Peter did. But you're learning to trust God even more in the process. God's going to grow your faith by challenging your faith. Yeah, by challenging your faith. That's right. So God's called me out on this in the past. I think I've talked about this before, but he's corrected me. And and I was trying to make a decision to help out one of my sons, and he really put on my heart, look, don't determine who I am and what I can do based on the circumstances mm. you see. It was kind of like I was insulting him because mm-hmm. I was looking at the circumstances and thinking of what was going to take place, but not considering his ability, his supernatural super, power yeah. that he wants me to trust him for. So right. he really began challenging me to see beyond the circumstances based on my faith and the vision that faith would show me. And, you know, I think we, we're we getting better at this. And he has really challenged us to use our God-given imaginations. He created our imaginations, right? right? And so he wants us to use those in order to see into that vision of faith. He to wants us past, to visualize. Yeah. He wants us to visualize what our faith is showing us. And right. if if we are visualizing fear and doubt, then our minds are going to go toward that negative that's vision. That's the picture that we're going to That's what we're going right? to see yeah. and then that's going to really paralyze us, mm-hmm. right? But if we can see beyond into the faith and vision of what God can do, wow, then we start to see we'll that picture, to right? That. We we see the picture of success the picture that that faith vision that he's given us allows us to see into the supernatural exactly and that's so powerful see what he can do yeah in helping us make decisions moving forward how about that power compared to the negative draining uh uh, power that you get with a negative vision right right and so he was really challenging me to think different you know kind of like he did with the disciples when he told them hey they don't need to go to the village you feed them he challenged them to think different and he's challenging me too that's right think different and so the disciples and based on the circumstances with five loaves two fish and five thousand people people, (laughs) that wasn't gonna happen But now he was challenging their mindset, their faith, and their vision to step into the supernatural possibilities because of who Christ was and is. God was challenging. God will challenge you to ask for more, to expect more, and to believe more. Through your faith and action, you will experience the supernatural, Mm, and he will lead you into the more than enough in your marriage and in different circumstances through what he is inviting you into. He challenged their mindset. He has challenged our mindset, Mm -hmm. and he's going to challenge yours too. That's just part of growing our faith. That is. That's just part of growing our faith. It truly is. And so there's a book that we recently became aware of that's titled Mindset by Carol Dweck. And Sonny does a lot of work with mindset in his business. And and this was a really interesting summary that we read about the book Mindset. Yeah, our mindset is so important. And oftentimes we don't realize how much it influences our decision making. 
In the book, Carol describes two types of mindsets, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. In an article we found from the short-form summary of Mindset, it quotes this excerpt from her book. Your mind is constantly monitoring and interpreting what's happening around you. Your mindset guides you and how you interpret things. A fixed mindset sets up a mental monologue focusing on judging. You feel judged and you judge others. For instance, you might think, this means I'm a failure or what a bunch of losers. I'll never be good at handling money. The excerpt continues and says this, but you can change your mindset. Growth-oriented people don't constantly judge themselves and others this way. Like people with fixed mindsets, they keep a running mental account of events and feelings, but their interpretations of what's going on focus on learning and action. Yeah, and so it continues and it says, they think this situation is painful, but what can I learn to avoid repeating it and how can I improve? What a big difference, right? That's a big difference, The fixed mindset hangs around competing with the growth-oriented ways of thinking that you're trying to adopt. But the growth mindset frees you from constantly judging yourself so you can be authentic and explore your full potential. It's so good to become aware of our mindset, isn't it? It is. I mean, and, and how the process of growing our faith and belief, it takes time and it requires us to take on a new mindset. Yeah, we come up against limiting beliefs, fixed beliefs that try to keep us from stepping out and taking actions in our faith. Christ knew that he had to get them to change their mindset in order to participate in the next level of faith, to think differently. They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. (laughs) We need to challenge our mindset to be one of growth versus fixed, faith versus doubt. Yeah. So going back to the feeding of the 5,000, afterward, the scripture tells us that everyone ate and was satisfied. So God provides, right? Right. And then immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him. You know, I I just have to believe that that Jesus was up to something. Right. Right. (laughs) That, That he was setting up a challenge of faith because he needed them to continue to grow their faith in order to accomplish what was ahead of them. Yes. And so, and, and God knows what's ahead of you too. So he wants to challenge your faith to prepare you for what's to come, right? That's right, yeah. And so Christ went off by himself to pray alone well into the night. And he was in relationship with the Father, getting guidance and direction in his next steps, which is so important for us to do as well. But the disciples, they're in a storm. The boat was getting battered by the waves and the wind and 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 it was all coming against them, you know, but then Jesus comes walking out on the sea, but but the disciples are in the boat. They're terrified. They think they're seeing a ghost, right? right? And so they cry out in fear, but Jesus spoke and he says, have courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. So they, they probably recognize his voice or they think, you know, hey, was that Jesus? You know, right. and so they think it's him, but they can't really see him. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, then command me to come to you on the water. Right. So Peter. <laughs> Good old Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, you know, he's been known to be impulsive and bold, right? So God created him uniquely and probably used that about him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, Peter asked him to let him do something really cool. He didn't say, if it's you, then come and get in the boat with us. Remember, 
Peter was in relationship with Christ, witnessing his character, mm. learning to trust him. And Christ had just challenged his mindset to think different. These two events are happening back to back. Yeah, and, and all these miracles they've been witnessing right? over time, too. So, so Peter their... knows what Christ can do. That's right. Yeah. And so God's at work in the situation, in the storm, and was providing an opportunity for him to grow his faith. He was testing his faith for a purpose. So here they are. Peter asked God to prove it's him and says, <laughs> Lord, if it's you, then command me to come to you and walk on the water. And he gets his one-word response from Jesus, come. He gets an invitation. He invites Peter to step out in faith and participate in the supernatural. He's been doing this with them, and they just fed the 5,000. He invited them to think different and then to participate. Acting in faith on land with baskets is one thing. But he needed Peter's faith to grow in order to use him and work through him. As our faith grows and we level up and experience more of what God will do, then God will invite us into even greater things. Oh, that is such a great thought, right? As we right? experience our faith and 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 recognize that God is at work, then God will level up our faith to the next thing. I yeah, really believe that. That's so cool. Yeah, and that's that's just how our faith grows. So yeah. so God's invited him to act out an even greater level of faith. And Peter, what? He has a crisis of belief. We talked about this in our podcast last week, right? right. So um, do I believe enough to get out of the boat? Or am I doubting and too fearful because of the circumstances and just play it safe? I mean, we have to look at those things about ourselves too. Right. So he's faced with the decision and he makes the decision. He adjusts his life and now he's stepping out of a boat in the midst of a storm and wind and waves and uncertainties. So God's going to call us out to take risks sometimes. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want us to just sit in our nice little cozy spot and play it safe. He's going to call us into the uncomfortable. He's going to call us into the things that maybe we don't feel equipped to do. And so we need to realize that God is going to call us out to take some risks. Yes. And that's what Peter had to make a decision to do. So he he Peter's made some adjustments in his mindset and he's now focused on Christ and the possibilities of what he can do, not on the circumstances, right? right? Yes. So he chooses to act on his faith and Peter commits. It comes to that point. There's a commitment point, And then he steps out of the boat and he walks on water. He does it. So cool. He actually does it. You know, I think we we go way too fast from the from the he walked on water and then he started to sink. That's right. I mean, he does it. He experiences the right. supernatural. He was bold, he, right? He used he stepped out with his natural and allowed Christ to pour that supernatural on there. That's right. And so he gets to experience God in this way and he experiences the supernatural. He's overcome the laws of nature because of Christ. Typically, when you step on water, it doesn't hold you up. That's right. But he got to experience the other Yeah, lives. so cool. Yeah. And I really think that God wants to do that in our lives. He wants that failing marriage that has no hope to experience supernatural restoration yes. that only yeah. God can do. He wants us to look beyond our current circumstances with a vision of faith and believe in what he can do. He wants us to have a growth mindset that imagines what can be possible through faith, 
not a fixed mindset that only sees the circumstances and limitations in front of us, the buts of life. But what about the ifs? Yeah. What if God... The what ifs, right? right? The what ifs. What if God can heal our marriage? What if I can accomplish this new thing? What if God will help me turn things around? We can change the buts of doubt into the what ifs of faith. Oh, that is powerful, Sonny. I love that. I love that. I want to remember that. But I, I want to just, just take a hold of that because we can go either direction. We can go, but God, or we can go, what if? Right. And that's so powerful. So just changing our thoughts into new statements is a great example of a growth mindset and a great exercise of faith. Not only do we need vision, but we need our mouth, our words to match up with what we're believing, Make that right? Commitment. Our yeah, thought life and mindset plays such a huge role in living out our faith or not living it out. So, but here comes Peter's but. He's walking on water, and then here it comes. His focus shifts from what Christ can do to the circumstances surrounding him. And they're real. I mean, the waves are slamming around. The wind is going crazy. He's in the midst of a storm. There's just a lot going on. And then he probably starts thinking, wait, it's impossible to walk on water, right? Right. His mind takes a different shift. And he doesn't have a waterproof LED flashlight to even see where he's (laughs) going. No. And in the scripture in Matthew 14, 33, it says this. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand caught hold of him and said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshiped him and said, truly, you are the son of God. Mm. Oh, that's so powerful. You know, I think Christ really wanted Peter to know that his faith was attached to whatever the outcome, right? Mm -hmm. God's capable, but our faith is attached to the supernatural. That's and so, cool. so, so um, Peter's faith was the reason he could do the things of God, right? right? And so there was no room for doubt. And, and, and Jesus wanted him to know that his doubt was responsible for the change in his situation from walking on water, the supernatural, back to the natural, to the which natural. was beginning to wow. sink from beyond wow. the circumstances back into the circumstances. Wow. Yeah. But you know, the other thing that I think is so cool is that Peter didn't start to sink and then turn back and ask the disciples in the boat to save him. He still called upon Christ to save him. He still <sighs> knew that that Christ was capable to save him. And yes. he probably realized that he was at fault at the time. Well, for and also, his you know, he made it changing. a little ways over because Christ reached out and grabbed him right there. So it wasn't like he was still 100. So I don't know. There was some distance that he traveled. Right. right? But also, On the water. But also in the times that we do falter. In the times that we do let doubt and fear creep in, this is a great example of Christ is there. Right. He's going to reach down. He's going to reach out his hand. All you have to do is grab it, and he will pull you up from those circumstances, bring you to a safe place, and let you have a go at it again. So cool, yes. But I have to believe that Peter learned from this that when he fixed his eyes on Christ, he succeeded. 
but when he fixed his eyes on the possibility of the negative, on the fear of the, in the situation, he failed. And by learning this, this would help him grow his faith to the next mm, level, yeah, to true. be more prepared and stronger for the next time. After all, he had already grown his faith and learned a new mindset because he went from an act of faith standing on dry land, giving people food from a basket, to a whole new level of faith, stepping out of the boat to walk on water in the midst of the storm. Even though it was short-lived, God gave him the opportunity to experience what could take place with his faith. And Christ also accomplished the purpose of showing himself to the disciples in a new way, and they declared that truly you are the Son of God, and now they worshiped him. Yeah, that is so cool. And it just reminds me of, of God being so pleased with our faith, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in Hebrews eleven six, God reminds us of this, and it says, And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So listen, growing our faith, it is a must in order to experience all that God wants to do for you, in you, and through mm, you. And your, yes. your marriage is going to thrive on a growth curve throughout your lifetime as you learn to experience God through the opportunities he's giving you to grow your faith and trust in what only he can do. Listen, marriage is like that. Marriage is a fertile ground right. with which God can help to grow our faith. It sure Just is. learning to love each other and forgive each other and resolve conflict and communicate. I mean, there are so many opportunities. Band together to yes. war against the enemy. Yes. To, to, to fight to through struggles. To unify as a team. To yeah. overcome challenges. Mm-hmm. Our faith is going to be tested within our marriage. Mm-hmm. And when we can experience God through our faith because we're starting to believe what he can do in our marriage. Wow. He's truly going to keep us on a growth curve that way. Yes, he is. Yeah. So remember, sometimes our faith is going to be at different levels. Listen, you might be Peter ready to step out of the boat, but your spouse might be one of the other disciples sitting in the boat, kind of watching, but Christ made a difference in all of their face as a result. Sure Remember, did. they all realized that he was truly the son of God mm-hmm. and they all chose to worship him as a result of Peter's faith to step out of the boat. So cool. So keep your eyes fixed on him and what he may be inviting you into because your faith will be noticed by your spouse and others. Your God confidence is going to grow as you continue to follow him in these things. Oh, so cool. And so we'll close with these two scriptures to encourage you. And this first one reminds me of Peter. In Psalm 37, 23 through 24, a person's steps are established by the Lord. And he takes pleasure in his way. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed because the Lord supports him with his hand. And Psalm 31, 24, be strong and let your heart be courageous. All you who put your hope in the Lord. Yeah, we know that that some great God stories are going to come from your faith. They already have. We know that you guys have some incredible faith stories that um, we would just love to hear those one day. And so when you choose to follow Christ, he will invite you to think different and take risks, just like he did with the disciples, right? right? 
it's a great adventure and an epic and heroic journey with Christ. So grow your faith. We're so grateful for each of you. Know that God is truly pleased when you step out of the boat and you trust in him and what he can do in you, for you, and through you. So we know that he's got great things coming your way that just maybe even today you're going to get an opportunity to step out in faith, step out of the boat, and truly commit to what you believe God is calling you into. So let's pray. Father God, we just thank you so much. We thank you for each marriage out there. We thank you for each couple. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunities that you give us to take our faith to the next level, to think different, and Lord, to act different. Lord, to trust you, Father, in these steps, Father God. We we are just so grateful. Lord, give us the courage when we need courage. Give us the bravery when we need bravery. Lord, when the circumstances surrounding us are like the wind and the waves, Father, help us to calm our hearts. Help us to fix our eyes on you and what you can do. And as you invite us into the supernatural happenings in our marriage and in our life, with our families, with our with our circumstances, Lord, we just thank you for, for always pursuing us and wanting our faith to go to the next level. We know, Lord, that you want our faith to rise up because you have other things down the road that you need our faith to be strong for. So we thank you, Lord, for for helping us to be faithful in what you can do. Lord, we just ask also for mentors and, and wise counsel and people to come into their lives if they need it, Father God, to stand in the gap of faith, to help them to not give up. Lord, restore the marriages that need to be restored. Lord, help them to see the great things that you can do with great faith on their part. So we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for inviting us to take risks and to think different as we walk in faith with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Great prayer. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. We really are grateful for you. And listen, like us, like this. If you enjoyed today, share it with someone, invite someone else to listen. And you know, if you'd like to write us a review, we will read it. And we look forward to seeing you again real soon. Take care. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you would leave a review. You don't need to write anything, just tap the stars. It'll help us reach other couples. If you don't already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 2B1Life. It'd be a blessing to have you join our community as we walk in faith together through life in this epic and heroic journey. Thanks for listening.